Anders Lee here. Thanks for coming to the show. Just kidding. Alex Patak, co-host of the show. Anders is here, though. Anders Lee here. Anders Not Lee here. Kidding. Host of the show. The real left jest. Uh, nope. Uh, we're This is a special experiment where I tried being a show moderator. So I wrote down notes, and I'm like a real crafty guy. And I don't think I'm getting ahead of myself saying that this is going to be the greatest episode we've ever produced because, uh, you know, how are we going to get better guests than we got before? Brian Bahi was on the show for crying out loud. Well, uh, today... We have a nationally recognized figure uh, in federal prison in Manchester, Kentucky. So, special left chest exclusive interview with imprisoned political prisoner, American hacker of the Stratford leaks, Jeremy Hammond. Mr. Jeremy Hammond, welcome to the show. Uh, hi. <laughs> Hello? I mean, yes, I am, I'm, uh, I'm a Jeremy Hammond. Uh, well, he's trying to, you know, be a little elusive because obviously he's being monitored as every move by the federal government. Uh, I, I, I was previously monitored by the federal government, but I'm no longer monitored by the federal government. Uh, I'm just Jeremy Hammond. So what you're, you're the guy, you're, you're the Stratford guy though, right? That's why you were monitored. Why why were you monitored for the hacking, right? No, no, no. I was was monitored for uh, a misprint of a zine never been in prison. (sighs) All right. Well, um, I have some interview questions here. Yeah. You're at least not uh, a comedian, are you? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm a comedian. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a stand-up comedian here. You might as well have told me that my mother is dead and you killed her yourself. With the level of disappointment I'm feeling right now on my what was going to be our greatest show, it, I mean it can. It can I have some it, questions it, for it, Jeremy Hammond. I wrote down here. Um, I'll, I can try my best. So you were arrested for your current sentence for leaking email files from the Stratfor private intelligence firm to WikiLeaks. How do you feel about WikiLeaks activities during the 2016 election, Jeremy Hammond? <laughs> Uh, I, um, I, 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 I don't care for them. Okay. Uh-oh. I'm not, I'm not a, uh, uh, WikiLeaks fan at present. That seems fair. They've been very controversial. Let's just keep going. You were banned from returning to University of Illinois in Chicago in 2004 after hacking the computer science department website and offering to fix it. Do you have any regret about that now, or is it a funny story to tell around the prison? <laughs> <laughs> It is a very amusing anecdote. Yeah. I mean, we're laughing now. Um, you were in a ska band. Talk about that a little. <laughs> I was in a ska band. I've been in ska bands. Oh, Wait, right. was the real Jeremy Hammond? Also, or not the not the real one, obviously. But the, uh, we're both real Jeremy. They're Hammond. both every every one of God's. How many Jeremy Hammonds have been in ska? Band? He is. He's really. He was in a ska band. Do you know what his band was called? Uh, anyone who goes to the WikiLeaks, uh, not WikiLeaks, although go there too. Wikipedia can find out. Um, the name I, of his ska band. Yeah, I, just, I thought I it used... would be you. So I'm glad you're having so much fun at this interview. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, uh, any comments on ska bands? Join them? Don't join them? Uh, I would say join them. Uh, I think that uh, I think actually that the, the the market is prime right now for a ska revival. Mm. Oh, I've okay. been saying it for for a little while now. I think that a I think that a genuine like 
two-tone revival act would clean up right now like mighty mighty boston style but like uh well no ne- mighty mighty boston's were part of the third wave of right, we're oh, in too deep now is, uh, this is, is not where i wanted to go in england uh you were arrested in 2005 for helping an antifa group in toledo ohio and this is the antifa episode so are you a great guest or the greatest guest this podcast has ever had <laughs> uh, i think i'm a i think i'm a pretty good one i i don't know if i beat uh jabuki but no i, I feel pretty pretty confident yeah well it, i kind of tipped my hand on that last question as to that would have been a lot better Okay, well. Smith the fourth writer for Mike.com and also uh, comedian comedian I believe you legally changed your name to uh, parentheses comedian Jeremy Hammond right uh, three parentheses on either side. okay gotcha I still don't know why you feel you have to trick people the way you do but thank you for coming on the show um, Jack thanks for coming back uh, you're a fan favorite got a lot of demand you know got to get you back in the stew and uh here you are man here hey, you are i i know that you guys are like horizontally organized you said have you guys ever considered holacracy are you familiar with that one Holacracy. holacracy 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 is this like de- like democratic way of organizing like by committees and stuff and like uh-huh. the, the weirdo founder of zappos like reorganized like from what I understand, like he reorganized Zappos around Holacracy, and it nearly tanked the whole in company. Wait, can I curse? Yes. Yeah. Yes, oh, yes, sick. Yes. Tight. Okay. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> a... Fuck yes. You can... <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, we are um, very popular. No, it's like su- I'm super happy to be here. I'm back again, better than ever, better than ever. Yeah, uh, Jack. We had to have you back because two left, two jest. Two left, two jest. <laughs> uh, this is going to be our fash bashing episode. Special Nazi Hell punching yeah. edition. Special Nazi punching. Brass knuckles. They're on. Uh, and you went to. This is the week after the inauguration. And uh, you went to D.C. last week and were in with the Black Box protesters. So, yeah. so. <laughs> I was in there at the beginning of the march, but I, I did arrive in time for a lot of much of the conflict, not necessarily the arrests, but like when shit went south at, at um, K and 12th Northwest, um, <clears throat> which is where journalists and by, peaceful bystanders were getting hit. Obviously, like a lot of the coverage, a lot of the mainstream media coverage of the protests have, have been like completely erased. A lot, what a lot of people don't know is the Black Bloc. So the Black Bloc was organized under a, a bigger umbrella protest called Disrupt J20, which had like 12 separate protests and three separate marches, and they shut down a bunch of the entrances to the inauguration, and oh, Black nice. Lives Matter was in there, and there's an anti-war block, climate justice, futures feminist. Like, all sorts of, like, stuff was in there. But instead, the media chose to focus on... 
like a couple of burning trash cans and the window lives matter crowd was out in full force. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of good Starbucks lost their lives that day. But. Yeah, and McDonald's, by the way, the McDonald's was open the next morning, like for business, the one that had its windows broken. And those people are going to get like 10 years and they're facing like 10 years in prison. From well, riding. Do they get do it. breakfast all day now or is it just at those rigid hours from before? I'm not sure what it's location by location. So oh, I didn't no. necessarily go in. I got a good picture from the outside, but I do I was not so McGriddle is my thing generally and yeah. I did not get the opportunity it's to check on It's all of our things. That. You know, say what you will about the window lives matter protests that that movement, but the, at least they are transparent. Yeah, well the rough thing is is <laughs> Oh. Ow. Oh. <laughs> yeah, if you had a soundboard, this would be like the glass shattering of that. <laughs> yeah, of course. I Let's shatter some leave. glass. That's like the, that's the, the it's the headphones that are bad. The, the oh, audio yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just the headphones. That makes sense. They're just super loud in my head. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so what, what, what was the inauguration like in terms of like the sentiment uh, did you see any MAGA people? Any Donald Trump supporters? Oh, yeah, <clears throat> no, like tons. Um, and a lot of times the, these protesters were right in next to you. There was, there's a couple of brawls. Um, there's a little bit of physicality. Obviously, a lot of people turned back. Um, it was just kind of like a combination of like what you'd think of, of as like gruff middle Americans alongside like, have you ever seen like MAGA bros, which is like truly the bottom of the pit in terms of like uh -huh. human genealogy is like some of the best business school graduates these, around these like pockmarked like dudes in like suits who like suit ill-fitting suits and the maga caps who are around college age and their whole thing they're like the um they're like the What's it called? The guy at that one protest who was like, "Make my quesadilla." They're like these screaming, frothing oh, the, at the, the mouth. the topless Florida guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, video. Yeah. yeah, they're like the they're like these frat versions of that. That's um, actually my who just uh, they cousin, yeah, like but... fuck your trouble. Like their whole like those guys are totally real. Mm -hmm. Like I I do think that Trump voters there's a lot of nuance in the Trump voter that isn't afforded to them by certain corners of the media. But like this like fucking like cum dripping out of the eyeball sockets so like insane yeah. screaming high tea nerdy guys just fucking yeah Trump, Trump build the fucking wall like those guys exist by the thousands they're totally real and yeah they were like out there in full they were out there did was there any uh anti well I, I know for a fact that there was by this point but I guess did you see any of the anti-protester like forces out Okay, so that doesn't exist. Like, the counter-protest, what you're thinking? So My you're thinking, word. like, Bikers for Trump kind of yeah. thing, right? Yeah, the Bikers for Trump the guys. The Sons of Anarchy. Yes, 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 yes yeah, the, the Sons of Anarchy dads who, who were who were there, who, by the way, were founded as a counter-protest force by a guy named Chris Cox, formerly formerly famous as Lawnmower Man. Do you know about Lawnmower Man? Oh, the Man? guy who rode his lawnmower across the country? I, I was just thinking about how high Different TNA lawnmower. Chris Cox is. Uh, is yeah. it um, uh, the guy from that uh, infomercial thing who's just, like, cursing all the time? No, better, even better lawnmower man. So, like, the most, like, the most... So he, his whole thing was during the 2013, I think it's 2013 government shutdown, his whole thing was he was, like, this patriotic American. He went to Washington, D.C. He would, like, drive there every day or whatever. Uh -huh. And he would, like, mow the lawns of, like, memorials and, like, do the, you know, the government, oh, shut down, they won't take care of the... Right. So he would mow the lawn of, like, the Lincoln Memorial and shit, which is, like, pretty... Which is, like, fine, all right. Um... And then now he's back as Bikers for Trump, which has an it's one of these groups. It's like social media would truly make you believe that there are 
thousands of these guys and the videos of their rally at like the women's march inauguration are fucking pathetic like, you think there's you're no gonna turnout. go disrupt the status quo let's see how far you get with an army of tough bikers mowing lawns across <laughs> washington i haven't seen a video of a of the bikers for trump rally and they said it was going to be like the biggest inauguration halftime event ever i have not seen a video in which more than like half a dozen are present this is actually pretty disappointing because uh when you said mowing lawns at first i thought it was a reference to the like ethnic cleansing lingo mowing <laughs> the lawn oh like, no these are some high these are not to be fucked with yeah but. they're like you, you think they're like deep in the weeds but of, they are they are to be fucked like with. they use terms like leaderless resistance to identify like lone wolf attackers no 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 no, no. these are not who we're talking <laughs> about we are talking about like people cosplaying sons of anarchy <laughs> it's a wolf op yeah right exactly yeah. I seem to remember, and I'm trying to find this. I, I seem to remember there was a guy in like the early 2000s or something who um, was angry about tobacco taxes, and so he rode his tractor, I think, to DC, and it got stuck in a ditch, and he was just <laughs> oh, no. like there for like a really long time. I'm trying to find in the it. anyway. Ditch. Yeah, the for- in the ditch. Yeah, he got <laughs> stuck. Yeah, the Forrest Gump of the uh, Tea Party yeah. uh, movement. Think of how much gas find that must have taken to move a tractor across the country. <laughs> and and by the way, there are now when you talk about counter protest, one of the things that's happened ever since um, Richard Spencer Spencer had his um, pretty mouth clocked. Uh, he mm. twice now apparently. You see the yeah. new tweets? Like there's I haven't. Seen- Do you think that's from today or that's an old video? Given the signs, you'd think it was recent, like the protest. It's un- it's impossible to say. I'm not I'm not really sure how many times. Did, he- did you see the second no, punching? No, I was hoping to. There's a second punching. There was a second. Yeah. Oh, there's a second punching, yeah. and I think it's a lady. And I can't wait for the third strike, which of is Dickie. meant to last a thousand years. Of little Dicky right? Spencer. Oh. By comedy <laughs> rules, there has to be three punches. <laughs> so, Boing. so they are. This was Richard Spencer's punch twice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he like flinches big time. You can tell, like, because he's been punched recently. He's like, ah! <laughs> yeah. His whole face just kind of makes a no symbol with his oh, eyes. <laughs> serious microtraumatic responses. Oh yeah. my god. So uh, Richard Spencer's punched a couple times, and one of the things that's now happening is he's calling on an alt-right vigilante force, which is like we could talk about. I know I wrote I, so that we could talk about the article yeah. like I wrote and and like and the I historical implications. <laughs> and I'm not. I, I'm not. Yeah. So go ahead. I mean, if you want to talk about. If you want to talk about that article, particularly. Okay, so you wrote that a few months ago. I wrote a couple. So a couple months ago, when he filled his first rally, you know, I don't know if you guys are like how deep you are into left book, like leftist Facebook, which is truly the worst place I'm in the on universe. Facebook for the emojis. Okay, left book is a terrible place, but if you spend enough time in like anarcho-communist <laughs> spaces online, you know, punching Nazis has been a anti-fascist meme for like 30 40 50 years like people are like itching to punch nazis yeah meme. it's like a huge leftist meme is punching nazis no for sure and that was uh uh i'd say one of the major benefits of the trump election right is bringing back genuine nazis to, to, get, to get punched, punched. Yeah. right and that's yeah. what a lot of people are like rejoicing about they're like we they've been waiting in, yeah so to, to punch Nazis, so him Somebody getting got to get punched. So the fact that Richard Spencer was punched, just like what is the perfect catalyst to activate a lot of anti-fascist sentiment. Now, so I wrote this story about back when he did his first press conference. People were like, "We are ready to fucking punch this guy." People have been saying they want to punch him for months. Yeah. Um, and I wrote this story that was like, 
oh, let's. What if we did like a "Is it okay to punch Nazis?" story? Can I just read the title real quick? Yeah, it's called "Is it ethical to punch a neo-Nazi?" We asked the experts. Yeah, and the experts are ethicists. And by the way, one of the things people don't appreciate about that um, post is that one of the ethicists, I believe it was Katzman, I have to check my notes again, but. He was like, yeah, I mean, I punched Nazis. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, well, back in the day, I used to be involved with, like, Sharp, which is Skinheads Against Racial Prejudice. It was, like, one of the early punk movements. Right. Um, ooh, so yeah. he... Uh, <laughs> So, uh, he, he, people, some of these ethicists have actually punched Nazis. Now, obviously most of them were like, no, don't do that. But it, it contained kind of this unique warning in the article, which is that if you incite violence against fascists, like, fine, do that. Um, it, there's, there's a lot of philosophy around, like, existential threats and self-defense that we could, like, get into fucking for eternity. But, right. like, one of the very real repercussions throughout history that we've seen is that when you have vigilante violence against, um, organized fascism, those fascists tend to then, um, say, oh, obviously, there's, so there's a threat against us, we should start our own, uh, defensive vigilante militia pa militia paramilitary they force down. they double down and they develop their own policy of violence um, and if you look at dude like if you're watching if you're you know i had a lot of, i had a lot of viral tweets from the event but one of the so one of the benefits of that is you get to see a lot of the other side or whatever mm -hmm. um and people are like yeah we should like the protesters should be hung or shot and when I tweeted, I did a tweet storm about the point I just brought up about, like, how anti-fascist violence can lead to fascist escalation. And Mike Cernovich, um, yeah, if you're familiar, he's like an alt-right guy, um, yeah. big leader. He held deplorable. Um, friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the show. Uh, Cernovich retweeted it straight. Like, he's ret he retweeted me saying that as like, yeah, that's right. It's time. Yeah, that's, I agree. Was, Correct. Was he is he considered alt light by by who by the uh, hardline alt right? So I don't know where he falls along. There's a, there's he like he has a big platform. So uh, sorry, anyway. no, not at all. Um, so yeah, so that's so that is one concern. But the but the truth is is that like. It's very hard to say because who knows what the fuck will happen. Obviously, right. right now, one of the things that's happening is the arrested protesters are being cracked down on pretty heavily and facing some pretty insane rioting charges to obviously discourage them from continuing to organize and from that kind of shit to spread. Well, if you uh, allow that kind of behavior to just go on, who knows if McDonald's or Starbucks will come back for the next inauguration. <laughs> right, yeah. So I mean, it's dangerous in that. Yeah, they could have been closed down. Starbucks was closed the next day. Who knows how many um, people's lives were disrupted by that. <laughs> they could be replaced by a fascist, cooperatively owned uh, economic enterprise. Yeah, just, um, just think about that Starbucks employee who had to clean up the broken glass oh, who you've no. never thought about before. Yeah, <laughs> and he's never, he's never cleaned glass before, so he just cuts himself all over. He's bleeding all over the floor. All oh. the time. If only they knew! <laughs> Dude, my, fa my favorite thing is right-wingers who are suddenly starting to condemn the Antifa protests by, like, making all of these, like, fucking populist or, like, pro-immigrant arguments. Like, at one point, they were like, that limo that burned, which, by the way, that was fucking hardcore. Yeah, um, to, be, to be, like, next yeah. to, that was, like, very I want that as a PC background. It was wild. I've got some great... I took, like, some awesome original yes, photos. Yes, thank you. I can't find um, it. So, uh... 
one of the things that like they realize is uh so the infowars guys were like oh good job leftists that limo belonged to a muslim immigrant who's now uh. who's now $70,000 in the hole it's like that muslim immigrant's business has locations in 47 fucking cities like the amount of wealth this guy has he could probably pay for that limo out of pocket and not feel it this small shit. business owner was yeah, ruined right. by this, you it's a click hole headline yeah this small who they definitely give a shit about yes yes definitely, of yeah. course and i look forward to seeing their sympathy for muslim immigrants over the next four right. years that's the hardest uh, part to deal with on the on the right right now is the uh sheer volume of the facelessness of their arguments well they'll adapt to whatever will make you look bad at all times even if they don't believe it hell the fuck yes of um, course the other well, what I was kind of thinking about is, um, so, yeah, I, I definitely, as you uh, showed and you quote a lot of people about how that has been the case where it's it's escalated fascism in um, Spain and other places. Or Italy. Italy, yeah, that that's happened. Italy uh, is the spiciest example. Or Spain, you know. Franco Spain, I would have thought. They're different spices. Argentina. Right. Well, I don't think of Italian food necessarily as being spicy. You don't think of meatballs as being spicy? Yeah, Spanish is in that. uh, What about Argentinian? There's Argentinian fascism as well. That's true. I'm not. uh, Oh, yeah, their food, yes, I would say is Argentinian food could be spicier than. I'm not sure if mainland European Spanish. I don't really know much about Spanish cuisine. I don't think it's very spicy. I've had I had tapas once. <laughs> tapas. It was like, tapas I wasn't is now for just the meal, and memes. it was like tapas time. Right. Yeah. That's just small plates now, right? Yes. Well, anyway. that's how there's the smaller over there. Uh, well, let's not get racist. By the way, but, speaking, um... speaking of Europe, the, the one of the cool things about this is I so I spoke to a, a German guy and a French uh, special police officer, whatever the fuck that guy was, but he was. Uh, I tell them about like the anti the black block riots. And I'm like, yeah, this is what happened. And their response is basically like, yeah, we have that every weekend. Like, we have that all of the time. Like, in Europe, the funniest thing is, after I was doing a little more anti-fascist, like, black block research after after the uh, 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 day's events, uh, in Germany, they have popular bands that all they do is anti-fascist music. Right. Like, yeah. anti-fascism is a movement in Europe. Yeah. There's they constant a, brawling. They have a whole soccer team whose whole ethos is anti-fascism. Yeah. Really? Yeah, St. Pauli. How is that? How do you get, like, funding for that? <laughs> it's super interesting, actually. They have a whole history. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, uh, there's, there's a huge squatter population in the section of... I can't remember what city it's in, but it's kind of like a... a, a quadrant of the city and there's uh yeah it's squats and sex workers basically make up the bulk of their fan base oh so that's sick as hell yeah and so all of their messaging that's really tight venereal and normal disease literally their official t-shirt this season says uh uh refugees welcome Wow. It's tight. The official like a sports team. I would like to chime in that watching Jack's video of the police throwing flash grenades at the Black Bloc protesters, it's immediately clear why these things happen in Europe and not as much here. <laughs> Wait, why? Because the police were terrifying in that video. Yes. They're all chanting. It's They're very scary. in like army uniforms. The police are chanting. The riot police. Yeah, they do like they, they do um go back. Mo- move back. Move back. And you just hear it. No, the, actually what's way scarier than that is when you hear them suddenly go because you can't see them if there's like a crowd at the front. Uh-huh. You just hear them go. You just start hearing like a low football chant and it sounds like 
and it's they're going move 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 and it means they've started to advance incredibly quickly um oh and God. then just people run in like a stampede and grenades go, it's like fucking metal Whoa. <laughs> yeah it's tight but um that is a weird contrast to here because police are they try to seem like this neutral like ubiquitous force that you know doesn't have a they're just there they're like the water or yeah. the lightning and then in the night <laughs> except armed with uh military grade weapons and uh body armor yeah, it was wild by the way m84 flashbang is not like child's play they burn hotter than lava they can like they have killed children like they will ma- they'll maim the shit out of you i saw like damage done by like some of these grenades like while i was there like they're not they're no joke and like the people they were throwing them at was not always Black Lock protesters. They were, like, throwing grenades to disperse media. They were, like... It was fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, hey, Ezra Klein! Get the fuck back! Yeah, Vox. <laughs> I did not see a Vox journalist on scene. <laughs> they were at the glass? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> they were at a conference. Wolf Blitzer lost a leg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, so they, they chant and they march and it's scary as fuck. But, like, um... It was nothing compared to what happens in Europe all the time, and I I would be surprised if something happened again sooner, although there are conversations happening among liberals and leftists right now about, like, developing more self-defense culture slash gun culture shit yeah. going on. Yeah. I'm very pro that idea. Yeah, really into that. Well, and that's kind of what I wanted to ask, because, I mean, speaking of, like, Europe, where there are differences in fascism, anti-fascism, and all these different, even in the United States, there's splinters of Trumpism, of fascism. And I think with the alt-right in particular, um, it occurs to me that this is unique in the sense that Richard Spencer, uh, not so long ago, was little Dickie Spencer riding his bike around suburban Houston. You know, this guy is from Do an you affluent know this person? family. Um, I don't know Richard Spencer, but I've read profiles of him. He's from suburban Houston. He's college educated. Oh yeah. He's I think has a PhD, and he has a just, he at least has a master's. Right. What? So he's a master. I'm not sure. Him earlier. Yeah. He's this is a nerd. He's, he's a, a nerd big time nerd. nerd academic, and so and he I saw an interview with him where he said he admitted that a few years ago you could rightly describe the alt right as quote unquote intellectual masturbation. So this is someone who has been operating in the ivory tower and to an extent that's still kind of what it is he's been masturbating um, in the ivory tower yes for that's, over a, a decade. that's what he's been doing <laughs> and they have so they don't really i don't maybe i'm not aware of this but i don't think they really have street demonstrations right the alt-right the very many anyway uh no 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 no, no. yeah right. sometimes they go mudding they get out the trucks, they go mudding. Well, they, I don't think they would. They would probably, I don't know. I, I feel like they would go, they would attend a monster truck rally and try to be like, yes, I am uh, affirm this um, because of my Caucasian heritage, but they really would not fit in there at all. And so I guess my point is like what they're talking about is forcibly removing people at a minimum. That's yeah. what they're talking about. So if they're serious about this then it seems to me that like it, we it doesn't hurt to show them what that's going to be like for them because well, i don't think i maybe i'm wrong i don't think richard spencer has been punched before this you cuts know? into the meat of the issue here uh did punching richard spencer 
you know, make things worse for us? Or was it sick as hell and we should start doing it all the time? Uh, and I think we have two sides of the argument here. Right. Well, I'm, and I guess what I'm is like, it depends on who you're punching. And, and um, I think in this case, it could. Maybe I'm wrong. I would say but context. It, it, is... Yeah, it could. It could be that like a lot of people on the alt right see like start waking up and say, "Oh, this is what we've been talking about." Like it's fun to get attached to it because it's but ironic. But it might be and... bad if they wake up and realize this is what we've been talking about. Yeah, if they a, act on it. <laughs> but a lot of them are. I. I. My hope is that a lot of them see this and are like, "Oh, wait, this is." Serious. Your hope like, is there are a bunch of Xbox Live scrubs, and we'll uh, ban them from our yeah. server. Well, here's the the thing is, so when you talk about like the reaction on the right, I think the thing you have to worry about is that not that Richard Spencer is not that Richard Spencer and his direct core movement. So like, if you look at like the alt right forums and stuff right now, they uh-huh. are explicitly developing Naziist fascist tendencies and policies. Right, like they're they're into pseudo intellectual dark enlightenment style nerd shit of like four years ago is slowly devolving into like straight up fascist not even intellectual but like just generally fascist philosophical impulses mm-hmm. um and i think the concern you've de- developed is not that people are going to like join his movement or be marching but it's like the same concern with with the same concern with somebody like trump the movement that got all that need he needed is a movement to get him a nomination. Right. Then all he had to do was rely on the passive allies to enable him in the Republican Party. The trouble with Richard Spencer is not that him and his like room full of you know mouth breathers are going to round up the physical immigrants, but that Richard Spencer will like has the passive support that we don't realize that if anything if the shit really hit the fan for Richard Spencer many people would stand for him but like did the punching make things worse look I only think things get really worse if like we didn't learn anything like I Mm -hmm. think the left has to have a constructive conversation about whether or not violence is good policy because right now all we have is like people who are like fuck yeah punching Nazis is always good or liberals (laughs) who uh are kind of like in the thing that's like oh no punching nazis is never oh, yeah, good what, which is which it's is just his ideology which i'm is, trapped under a trash can again which is which is it's it's competing forms of idiocy you have like that's one like version that's like punching nazis is always good you always punch them because it's like self-defense against an existential threat and it's quote good ass praxis which is what the um left book i always have like seen that good ass praxis yep. comes from left book good ass um, praxis and on the on the liberals the problem is what they're saying is they're like they have two competing things at once which make no fucking sense the first is trump donald trump and fascism are an existential threat that is going to destroy the American Republic and lead to literal deaths, even if it just means repealing the ACA. That's going to lead to tens of thousands of literal deaths, but we can't break windows because that's too high a price to pay. So that 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 makes no fucking sense to me. Um, sorry for getting all like real on you guys. No, you know I mean? that's. But like, yeah. So my problem there is like when people are like, "Would you kill baby Hitler? Would you kill baby Hitler?" Ha 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 ha. Okay, so what you're saying is that like we're in a baby Hitler moment, but fuck shooting a literal baby. You think breaking a window is like? Ooh, no, 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 no. Like we can't be doing that. I don't advocate for it one way or another. I don't know what good strategy or good practice is. I'm just saying that like, is it constructive? 
fuck only if like we figure it out only if in this moment we figure the re- out what the yeah. position is the reality of the situation is if right now if tomorrow the left and right in america clashed it would be the entire u.s military versus uh the spongier parts of academia fighting it out with guns and it just would be a fucking mop up from their side so i feel uh really into the idea but very scared for not having forward momentum in terms of organizing a uh, more like realistic power base after that uh-huh. uh uh well, we have to win over more of the military. That's like yeah. communism 101. But it does seem like a lot of this uh 201, probably not resistance <laughs> whatever it ha- when this as this, as things progress uh does seem like resistance has to take a more physical form. You know, like whether it's blocking uh Well, he's scared to go out now. There's been a bunch of articles about Richard Spencer being like right, he needs a bodyguard, yeah. bodyguards, and yeah, all that stuff. Uh, Which, by the way, like, how many bodyguards is he going to hire for a crowd of 100 masked thugs who want to hit him with fucking crowbars? Like, like the like whether or not he's going to start defending himself is ridiculous. What is he going to draw out a crowd of a hundred of hundred yeah. fascists to march with them on the street? Who are right. not the bikers we were talking about earlier. And it could be, it could be my approximation earlier could be, could go in the opposite direction. Because, you know, my hope is that people will abandon the alt-right once they see the real world implications of what they want to do. Um, but maybe that does, radic- like, make people, even people like Richard Spencer learn how to, you know, judo or something like that. <laughs> maybe it'll, he'll start carrying a weapon and get serious about uh, violence but, um, you know, maybe he'll become a leader like... I'm not know. personally worried about Richard Spencer. I think he 100% deserved to be punched, and you can even persuade most liberals of that just uh, by posting anything he's ever written because right, he's so yeah. explicitly terrible. Uh, but he he's just, like, the first propagandist. I think if things, you know, keep radicalizing at the rate we've seen them in the last week, the guy we'll have to worry about will come out later, like, in a... Yeah, when future events unfold, and right, and I think, but it is um, reassuring that some of the discussion now is getting away from the ethics of it. I mean, that's I guess that's fine, but it's ultimately what's the efficacy of it? You know, is is it an effective tactic? So we okay. I, we shouldn't get caught up in the ethics of punching this one terrible person. You know, it should be more about mm. like what does it actually do? Well, and one of the things that I think a lot of people, the problem is, is that a lot of these answers have been developed already in totally neglected schools of thought and nobody has approached in a long ass while. Uh It's kind of like the funny thing about seeing the alt-right kind of like stumble upon fascist ideology is seeing them be like, is they, the alt-right is doing something that the left should be doing, which is the alt-right is returning to their old literature and being like, Oh shit! You know, like the Nazis actually. This is not. It wasn't just the there's killing. There's a whole Jews handbook. Stuff. Yeah, there's. He like, wrote a whole handbook. Oh, there's like books of this stuff that tells you how to live, and there's a there's a pseudo religion here. Whereas the left, if you want to talk about whether or not violence is a good tactic for anti-fascist movements, there's a lot of info. There's a lot of writing. This is be- we've fleshed this shit out before. You know. Like, we've done all this homework. That work has already been done. The answers are in the fucking back of the book on that one. 
if we're going to go find them. It makes much more sense to turn to that instead of Zizek's part one of a hundred series of like, is people even doing a thing a thing type <laughs> literature? You need to get the in there and also the like the... I can't do it. People with a Zizek impression, I'm astonished by that. It's like doing fucking gun. Yo, we know somebody who does a good one, though. Who is it? John Field? Fuck, uh, man. I used to be able to do one. It's been a while. I wasn't really doing a full impersonation. I can't fucking do it, man. Well, you, I mean, you need <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the hand uh, thing the hand with it, too. Thing, and, like, yeah. him, like, touching. We keep going yeah. reading. It's really fucking hard. It's tough. Him, it's an like, advanced rubbing impersonation. Rubbing the, the slob, like, the spit that's on his the front yeah, of his yeah. shirt. Uh, <laughs> He's just a sloppy guy. John Field told me he chemically castrated himself. Is that a true story? I don't what know that if that's true, Out of solidarity? What is chemical castration? It's like you take pills until your Your junk doesn't work, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't it's what they did to Oscar that, Wilde and then... Not Oscar Wilde, um, Alan Turing. Alan Turing, and he committed yeah. suicide. Well, isn't, uh, it's like a really terrible thing. Uh, I thought that Zizek was, is like we do to not a approve of chemical castration here on Left Jazz. Yeah, by the like that's super eugenicist and also very alt-righty. It is coming back. Um, more uh, sexual, uh, <laughs> ultimately because it does not it is not ineffective. It is not operational. Can you believe he doesn't do like impressions in comedy at all? Because he's very good at them. <laughs> he finds a new one every week we record. It's <laughs> really fantastic. Yeah. Jeremy's a bit. That's not very polished. I, I need to work on that. But uh, I'll debut a good one next time. Take yourself to task. We'll, we'll be back on this. All right. Uh, but I did want to ask about when you're looking at the anti-fascist movement, the history of it, anti-fascist movements in general, how many of them are liberal? Because it seems from my um, oh, knowledge. What do you mean by liberal? Well, well, like are not also anti-capitalist because from what I'm looking at it, a lot of them are oh, anarcho-communist, almost yeah. exclusively. Right. right. Yeah, and that's what I think people aren't grasping yet, and hopefully that'll change. Like, if you're serious about anti-fascism, um, then you have to have a solution. You have to have a structural critique. Right. I don't necessarily believe that those two things are incompatible. And also one of the reasons I brought up the scholarship is one of the things that anti-fascists will tell you is like being a black block marcher, like the the whole idea of like violence is practice and blah, 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 like doing the black block thing. Like they do not consider that a political identity. That is something you can participate it's in. It's a tactic. It's yeah. a tactic. It's something you can return to while also right. participating in other political ideologies. Right. It's like being a member of a weekend militia you know what i mean right it's not and it's and it's part to be meant to be in a diversity of tactics in a portfolio of styles of political resistance so it's like do you need to be a full-on anarcho-communist no i just think the reason that currently in america the reason why all the anti are the, the only anti-fascists are the super anarcho-communists is because america is so so centrist and neoliberal that the only people who consider fascism a problem are people who consider like capitalism and the system by default is a problem. Right. But I, I, I have like a theory on it that, um, you know, for the way I see it, that a, a lot of liberals and just uh, ardent capitalists in general, if that's something you really believe in, don't really see capitalism as a uh, outside structure in itself that has, you know, wings to fight against and uh, oppressors or whatever. You just see it as a force of nature. So, uh, you know, very right-wing or very left-wing people don't get the separate category of fascists and communists. It's just quirky ideas within this natural framework that we can all work out through a democracy. And do you think that's why it's important that the framing be instead of 
anti-racism, anti-misogyny, uh, etc., that it is anti-fascism, and that, that kind of uh, almost totalizes all of these different things that we're protesting against with Trumpism, because there is, you know, fashion, fascism has an economic component, it has an anti—all these— components to it it, 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 so it's almost like a more unified I think right now it helps to target specific things people already don't like right but the broader movement being anti-fascist I think the the thing that's interesting there is like when you talk about like the other economic components my hope at least is that like if there is going to be more of a conversation around anti-fascism in general, violent, nonviolent, whatever, just as philosophy is that if there's going to be more anti-fascism that people will see people like Richard Spencer and be like, oh, I want to learn more about anti-fascism and eventually what they'll realize is that like, oh, capitalism is, hmm, capitalism's kind of, you know what I mean? It's right. in, People like Richard Spencer allow... It's a gateway drug. Yeah, 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 kind of, like black block shit and like thinking Richard Spencer getting punched is funny can definitely, maybe can be a gateway drug to introducing people to like... Hey, what if like even just what be like? Hey, what about exchanges and like certain kinds of markets are bad? You know what I mean? <laughs> if you thought punching this guy felt good, you should try taking control of the workplace. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh. It's kind of like when people are like, "Who was it? Uh, was it and? No, it wasn't. It was. Uh, it was somebody who to- who said like, um, oh, you think like Baron Trump? Like people making fun of Baron Trump? Like he has it hard.'" Like you should see what happens to kids raised by single mothers oh, making Andy. under thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, it was yeah, Andy. Andy Palmer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just like it's it's using all these things as an opportunity to introduce people to the ideas. You know, people talk about here's what it is for me. People talk about the idea of normalization, right? People are always like, "Don't uh, normalize Trump." Like Trump is the next step along a long road of normalizing horrible things. Like, when people talk about, like, they're like, well, maybe not all Trump voters are racists, but racism wasn't a deal-breaker. It's like, well, maybe not all Obama voters were imperialists, but obviously killing millions, like, thousands of Muslim people. All of the they were wars. fine with all of that. How yeah. quickly the left shut the hell up about the Patriot Act. <laughs> like, 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 we've already normalized the fact that there's starvation in America. We've already, like, normalized the fact that, like, somebody like Cory Booker would, like, vote against cheaper drugs and being like, well, what are you going to do? He's kind of... It's gaslighting him. Every politician's (laughs) in the pocket of somebody, and you're like, I don't know, man. Like, I think that's the... That's the normalization that we already have. It is a very silly argument, and welcome on our comedy podcast. Uh, yeah. Are you supposed to be leading this discussion? Uh, yeah. Um. Well, I was about to point out to Jack. I don't know if he has to go anywhere. It's like four fifty-five. Oh yeah, I should bounce. Yeah. Uh. Thank you for coming on again. Everyone, clap for Jack. Clap your fins. Alerta, alerta. You can't hear it, but in the headphones, that's a good clap. And by the way, in Europe, one of the cool things is like all those bands that do like I'll just leave it on this. The bands that do like anti-fascist music and shit. It's so good. Yeah. Like, it's, like, really tight. Like, you can't understand all the words. Is it all German. hardcore? Is there any, like, uh... No, it's, it's, like, mostly, like, it's not, like... The XX of Antifa. <laughs> it's not, like, Screamo, but it's, like, you know what I mean? Like, there it's... Used to be, uh, 
was Atari Teenage Riot were like a dance band that were like explicitly anti-fascist. That would be tight. I want American anti-fascist shit to come back. Like, but it's not bam. all like yeah. every time I die, crowd killing dances. No, 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 no. It's, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's fun. It's good, wholesome anti-fascist fun. It's not like Dead Kennedys, like well, fuck off fun. Nazi punks. It's more like it's like um. Something you can bring your mom to. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'll, I'd bring, I'll bring my mom. Will you bring yours? Yeah, I'll bring my She's well, a, thank She you, hurt her foot. Thank you guys for having me on the yeah, show. Next you. time we'll all bring our moms. Yes. I can't commit to this because of her foot, but boy would I like to. Uh, Jack, anytime you have something you want to talk about, you're welcome to come back. Uh, what are your plugs? Real quick. For what are my plugs? Yeah. I'm actually going to be writing a story about like uh, leftists arming them, like li- like good old city liberals being like, I'm going to own a gun now. Um, as another story, I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> also, I'm going to have like cool shit about like NYPD and informants. I've just got like all sorts of weird shit. But the next thing I'm working on is the DNC race. Cool, cool. So uh, Mike.com. Yeah, am, am I check seeing? it out? All right, left jest. And now that Jack's gone, the real fun can begin. <laughs> How, uh, anybody got a weird-shaped dick? <laughs> I'm leading the conversation uh, today. <laughs> kind of twist, I guess. <laughs> we need to have more women on. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to do better. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Do you think Richard Spencer is circumcised or not circumcised? Uh, um, not. Not. No. Because he's that type of, uh... Pure Christian? <laughs> well, no, I was going to say he's that type of, uh, like, internet nerd who also has really strong opinions about circumcision. Uh, yes. Like, he, I mean, that has actually been a bit of a um, organizing tactic among the anti-circumcision community, which of which I am a sympathizer. I, I had a fun hypothetical here. But he but they use uh, like uh, like kind of anti-Semitic pictures of rabbis and stuff in their oh, literature. Oh, yeah, no, it's yeah. a big part of it. Like they're <laughs> yes. harvesting the dick skins? Right. <laughs> I mean, because they tried to pass an ordinance in San Francisco. I don't know if that passed or our, not. Our friend Sam they... Bourne has this whole long bit about it being the moil and just the guy who has a briefcase of baby dick skins. <laughs> 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 and he, like, falls on the street and they all spill out and he's like, it's for work! It's for work! <laughs> uh... <laughs> Uh, I had a really stupid hypothetical we could do. So uh, obviously we got to get the no- the liberals in on the Nazi punching, and uh, the only way to do that is to go back to the old well that they love so well, uh, pop culture. So we're all going to list our favorite pop culture figure who punched a Nazi, and then give them a critique for you know something they could do better. Okay, uh, so there's a lot of good ones out there. Uh, I'm going to pick uh, the guy from Full Metal Alchemist. There's a movie where he travels to Nazi Germany and then has to punch them to get his brother or something. Full Metal Alchemist? Yeah, did you ever see that show? The uh, anime, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. What is the premise of Full Metal Alchemist? Uh, the premise is uh, him and his brother do this uh, forbidden alchemy to get their mom back when she dies, and then... Uh, his brother loses his body and he affixes his soul to a suit of armor and then he loses his arm and his leg and then uh, he can do alchemy by clapping. It's dope as hell. Uh, I think it's not too late to get back all those uh, anime Nazis we lost. (laughs) 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 They're just the biggest dorks in America. (laughs) Well, if we could could push this a little bit further, uh, I was going to say my pop culture icon who punched a Nazi 
would be uh, my father. <laughs> no, uh, Goten and Trunks from Dragon Ball Z. When did they punch there a Nazi? Nazis on that? There was a. There's all kinds uh, of shit on Dragon Ball Z. All sorts. Yeah, there's talking cat people. There's there's a, dinosaurs are just like part of society in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. They wear suits. They go to but meetings. It's like a modern world, and then but also everyone's always like weirded out by Goku having a tail when he's a kid. But there's like talking cats. Wait, everywhere. that is an excellent point. <laughs> <laughs> You're but, right. Uh, so they've normalized different things. Oh, <laughs> Trump would do very well in that world. <laughs> no, but there's a there's a subplot at some point on that show. Uh, it may be in one of the one of the movies. I was supposed to call them films. <laughs> in one of the Dragon Ball Z. One movies, of the more artsier Dragon Ball Z films. Uh, I think it's somebody opens up a portal to hell. Oh wait, is this like the like? way in there like 10th or 11th yeah, and then really all the everyone from fun. hell gets out and yeah, then they have to get so them all like, again yeah and so Nappa comes back and he finds Vegeta and he's like Vegeta you killed me and Vegeta's like we're so far beyond this <laughs> you're really gonna bring this plot it's back. been years <laughs> but so I thought uh, even Hitler by- like a little cartoon Hitler and a whole army of Nazis come out and they're marching oh, wow. down some Japanese street like he's like on a megaphone telling everybody like you know the nazis are back <laughs> we're back and we're invading japan like yeah. we always wanted to <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate goal of world war ii <laughs> to uh, further confuse you about our universe here is hitler because <laughs> <laughs> then goten and trunks fuck him up and it's yeah. great yeah the one gallic gun erases nazism no it was better it was the ghost thing that they i thought even spit out the ghosts even by dragon ball z logic that movie didn't make any sense because yeah, they had to absurd. fight everyone at once and it took <laughs> It took like twelve of them to kill one of them the first time. I don't. I don't, I don't like it. Um, I would say mine is, uh, and this is in the photo for Jack's article, which we'll link to. Uh, the great Indiana Jones, Indeed. punched Nazis. I believe he shot more than a few as well. Um, and Indiana. that's an example of a nerd archaeologist getting militant. Yeah, and he's, actually, he's practically Sam Rose, right? Sam Rose. <laughs> Sam Rose killing Nazis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam Rose from the Alien episode. Check out his podcast on aliens. He's a cool guy who's not weird. <laughs> Good friend. Good friend of the podcast. <laughs> he has uh, an uh, infamous Nazi puncher. Uh, no, but Indiana Jones, I think we need more of them today. More academics to take up the reins and fight the things they profess to uh, abhor. I I kind of am uh, jazzed about the militancy of the N- National Park uh, Foundation when they were told to delete all the uh, yeah. climate facts, and it. then they just started publishing them on Twitter, and they all went viral. And now they're all because there's been like extra scrutiny on it. Now they all have started secondary accounts that yeah. say in the bio. Uh, this is not run by the parks department, but it like very clearly. <laughs> this is, is just <laughs> Dave's account. Well, did you see that? Was it the Montana the... one where they were like, um, "We look forward to working with President Trump," and it's we have we have a lot in common, and it's uh, like a field of grain, like a like a wind a waving <laughs> field of grain, and then his hair. Oh, <laughs> uh, I am so, zesty I'll burn, tell you what, guys. I I uh, obviously I'm no no fan of the uh, the the president. But I am getting very, very bored of jokes about his appearance. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just that I've we, Well, the thing so is, we are out them. at comedy open mics in New York, so we're getting easily triple the dose everyone yeah, else is getting. <laughs> that, and, and, and I spend so much of my non-comedy time on Reddit 
So I'm hearing a lot of these. I, I get it. He looks like a Cheeto. He looks like a tangerine. He looks like a mango. He looks like every orange that's thing. Orange. Yeah, he's an orange thing. <laughs> he has tiny hands. Did you know? Yeah, but his dick's weird. Remember that? <laughs> Remember how his dick? That's the issue <laughs> I have what, no with complaints. this. <laughs> <laughs> the ladies love it. This is getting into a weird territory. Uh, I'm, I'm going to oh, get... Wait, can I, before we get out of this weird territory, can I say one thing? Which I'll is, allow it. Uh, that about a year before the election, uh, right when Trump like announced his candidacy, mm-hmm. I was doing a bit on stage about how... You know, I'm like, I'm nervous. I'm concerned about this guy. Like, we're all treating it like you're a not joke, just nervous in happen. general. <laughs> yeah, nervous guy. Uh, but I, I had this plan that I laid out of how we could end Trump's candidacy, how we could get him out of the picture altogether. And the plan was that we would get his ex-wife from the '80s to come out and say that his penis is tiny. And then uh, he, being Trump, would have to respond to it and he'd by say, having no, her it's killed. Great. It's the biggest dick. And then that would end his candidacy. And then that thing basically happened, and <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> it did not work. Yeah, no, he talked. Yeah, there's about no way to shame him out of this. Well, here's this the thing. <laughs> I think this is the only way to bring him down is get it to a point where, and he would love the media circus where he has to drop his pants on national television <laughs> and like prove that he has a big dick. Because if he is lying about that, and that's like. Uh, well, then he'd probably get like a. He's spending all the like federal money on making his dick bigger before <laughs> <Yeah>. this big. <laughs> he's just got this comically large dick. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, wait, what else is right? <laughs> oh my! I guess I guess he uh, has what we want now. How did this get here? <laughs> wait, and also is his is his dick orange? Ooh, well, I'm the tanning. You can't I be tanning the dick. Well, so how is he? How is he orange? Is it spray tan? Is it real tan? Is it tanning bed? Well, if you look at his eyes, they're like, white. Yeah, so I think he does whatever. <laughs> Do both of them use goggles, or is it just the spray tan? Because no, you need the goggles. You need in the, the goggles. In the tanning bed. That's basic okay. safety. Burn your eyes out. Yeah. So then, do you think he's in the tanning bed naked, or is he in like a little like I- I'm picturing like a tiger skin thong? Well, here's the thing: uh, he probably wears you it. get yeah. tiger skin because it's especially good protection. But I think directly blasting your balls like that is actually <laughs> terrible for your sperm count and like just your morale. Uh, I'm yeah, pretty sure, like medically, I always leave a hot laptop on my lap when I'm gaming, and I've been admonished for it several <laughs> times. So I don't think it's doing anything. But you know, that's a whole thing. I was talking with my girlfriend last night, and this is a purely theoretical discussion because I have learned not to incriminate myself on this program, <laughs> and I will not. Ne- you'll never throw me in jail. I am unbeatable. But uh. She was really upset, and she hasn't been very politically involved, and she was saying, like, she can't believe someone hasn't assassinated Trump, and without me saying that anybody should, because I am not saying that. No, This that is not be, episode that's two. That's a real talk. That would be a bad... That would be really bad if that I happened. think that would be... But that's what I said. Yeah. Um, I think that it would, A, just uh, supercharge all these loons he has lined up behind him, and then also you, ju- you just have President pence after right. that which is trump but not as funny yeah like we don't f- get to laugh this is our last thing Could yeah we just please have that he's orange <laughs> <laughs> uh but like what could you 
because that that was like her her thought of like oh if that happened it would reset everything but it what i don't think there is any way to reset the trump regime at this point right. no i mean you need several bullets it could <laughs> it could be though that um and i and this is actually not a bad thing to happen like if pence did become president because trump was impeached or something like that might not be that bad ultimately because Pence might be a little softer on like rounding people. I up do think like he'll that. be better with also, the nukes, probably. Probably with the nukes too. And that's you, scary. We live in New York, man. Yeah, and you would also make the Republican Party even more divided if you if you put Pence in there because Trump would probably make a stink about it, you know. So that's the, true. His base would uh, would not like Pence. So we should just wait for an impeachment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but if it doesn't happen, you know we can't uh, we can't count on that, I guess. Um. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I've never impeached anyone before. All right, um, you want to round this one this one out? Sure. Anybody got any plugs they want to throw out? This is probably gonna be released on Monday. On Monday, uh, let's see. I did a uh, I did a, a a radio show yesterday that. Uh, so I, I have my plugs actually ready. <laughs> Jeremy is going to a notepad to see what he is working on. Oh no, I was going to plug some uh, some shows if that's all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the plug section. Yeah, sure. Okay, my uh, my band Headless Dentist is playing February second, uh, nine o'clock at Otto's Shrunken Head. You have a band this whole time. Oh yeah. No. What do you play? Uh, what, what's your instrument? I play bass in that band. Nice. Uh, I have my show for the hard times February fourth at eight PM at Tender Trap, and February sixth at eight thirty I'm at Phoenix Bar doing I think a fifteen minute set. Oh, nice! Entirely too long. Oh my goodness! In New York, you feel much more comfortable getting on and off stage three times in five minute intervals, <laughs> <laughs> or five times in three minute intervals if you want to do That's real really ideal. <laughs> classic open mic thing with a weird riff every three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm definitely going to go to that hard time show. That's that's sick as hell. Um, I'm starting a regular show at the Village Lantern uh, in March called Industry Night. Stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing else really going on. Andrew, is there anything for you? Uh, going to North Carolina in a couple of weeks for the Comedy Arts Festival there, and uh, just promoting this podcast. Check us out at the Real Left Jest on Twitter. Find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Leave us. Please troll us again. Yeah. We say that every week, but we want. No trolls. one has trolled us. Uh, my self-esteem has never been higher, <laughs> and it's leading to dangerous decisions in my everyday life. All right. Left Jess, thank you for listening. <laughs>